Just quickly before we get started, if you don't have time to review your own construction contracts that you're about to sign, or you don't have the expertise, obviously you're an expert in other area, maybe not in contracts, please go to quantumcontractsolutions.com, book in a call with our team, and we will show you how we can help you sign a better contract that has way less risk and ultimately set you up to make more profit on your construction contracts and stay in business over the long term. Go to quantumcontractsolutions.com and we'll see you there. Hey, so today we're going to talk about how to get paid quicker on your construction projects. Uh, getting paid on time is one of the biggest things that makes your cash flow better. Cash flow is king on construction projects. So this video we're going to talk about all about exactly how to organize your company in such a way that you get paid first and hopefully before everybody else, even if there's issues. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kim Brennan. I'm CEO of called Quantum Contract Solutions. We are a contracts administration solution for smart construction companies. So instead of hiring someone in-house um, that w with one set of skills, kind of think of us as hiring contract management team with you know people who are experts at uh, negotiating better contracts, people who are experts at disputes, people who are experts at making sure that your cash flow is really good. And the topic of this video, um, all for way more value than just hiring someone in-house. In, in so uh, if you've got any issues, go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. Check us out. There's a case study there. Download that um, and yeah, go from there. So um, the reason I make these videos is because there's so many construction companies out there that lose money and they'll fix this because they make uh, mistakes in the signing of the contracts. They make mistakes in their contracts administration and ultimately get their cash flow restricted to the point where they can't pay their own guys and then go out of business. We don't want that to happen to you. So let's talk about how we can get paid quick. So let's talk about one of the biggest problems in the industry, and we see this all the time, and it is uh, either you've been asked to do with a, a change order variation to additional work, um, and they don't pay you for it. It takes forever to get approved, and they don't pay. Um, or maybe just um, you submitted your payment application, and um, you haven't. Uh, it's fine. Or maybe it's not fine, that could, that could be an issue too, and that they haven't paid you. Or they're, um, another problem that we see all the time is instead of just rejecting the bits that they, just, they dispute, they uh, reject the whole amount, which obviously really tightens up your cash flow. So just so you know, on that particular one, there should be a clause in the contract that says they're obliged to pay the undisputed amount. So make sure that you push back on that and say, hey, well, you're disputing this thing, which is only 20 grand of a, 700 grand invoice, so let's just pay me the 680, please, and then we'll let's discuss the 20 grand separately. Um, that's just an, another little tip uh, that you can use, make sure that you do. Um, and, and what happens, obviously, when you're not getting paid, and it's, it's like it's a small choking, it's like drowning, is that your cash flow starts to dry up, and you have to go back to your bank to look for some more money, and you're, you're, you know, you're Try and show the bank, hey, look, we definitely owe this money. It's just this company's not paying it. They're good for it. Um, oh, well, one of these things that we're, we're seeing in the, in the industry at the moment is maybe they're not good for it. Um, and, you know, it puts you under pressure. And, and that feeling, as a business owner, I know myself, uh, that feeling of, you know, am I going to be able to pay the staff? Right? It, or, or what's going on? Like, it's, it's other people. You're, you're happy to fall on your own sword. They're not really super happy to, you know, be affecting other people's lives. And that's one of the things that is, is always bothering me. And I, I see it happening in construction all the time where they can't, they, they can't 
board to pay their guys for having a cash flow. And then what happens is the company comes back in and they say, hey, how about we just agree to uh, 300 grand? And you're like, what? I'm owed 700 grand. You're like, well, 300 grand is, is what's on the table here. And sometimes you've got to accept it because cash flow is so tight. So this is the main issue we're trying to avoid. It's the main way that construction companies go out of business. Um, and that's, that's the issue. Now, there's a couple of things before we get started. There's, there's a belief that so many construction companies have where it's, it is, if I try to be contractual or if I'm pushy in this regard, that you know, they're not going to want to deal with me, not going to give me more work. Um, and this, obviously, to some small degree is true, okay? But majority of it is not true at all. Right, you can do everything. You can comply with the contract. You can do everything that you're supposed to do in a professional way and look professional. I, I ask you to look to the big companies and whatever your roofing contractor. Look at the biggest roofing guy. If you're an electrical uh, engineering company or mechanical, or you're a, a steel fabricator, look at the biggest guy in your industry and see is he being contractual or not, right? And I almost guarantee you, I would take out a, a, a bet with you. If you emailed me right now and said, I'll take a bet with you, the biggest guy is not doing this, I'd take that bet. And it, it's, they are being contractual because these guys know the secret in construction. The, the secret is, you've got to win a tender. Ideally, we don't tender. Ideally, we, you've got a relationship and you get repeated from a person. But let's say you are tendering. Or, sorry, you can, uh, another way you can win a, a bid is to um, tender at a higher price, submit an alternative bid, <clears throat> excuse me, and show them that your higher initial price will actually result in a lower total cost of ownership for them. Okay, so different ways. But the, but the bottom line is, as we're moving forward on, on a project, knowing that if you win a project, you're going to make quite a bit of money on variations and change orders and delays if you do a buy. This is what the big companies do. Hey, so we'll get back to the pod in two seconds. And so if you're getting some value from this or you're enjoying it and you think there's other people in the construction industry that would also, please just use your thumb, share it with them on WhatsApp or whatever way that you share these type of things, Facebook, whatever it happens to be. It makes a huge difference to the podcast, allows us to grow and impact more people. And we would really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Big companies sometimes will lose a project Right, sorry, we win a project at a loss, knowing that it's a four-year project, I'm gonna, they're going to change their mind so many times, and we're going to make a fortune because we are on top of this stuff. So that's not, I'm imploring you guys that if you don't have a contract person in your business, if you don't have someone who, who's able to do that, you need to, it is super important, okay? Because you can appear very professional. And sometimes having that separation between a, a project manager, site supervisor, and contracts guy is very easy to just blame hey look at that contracts guy uh, you know he's just he's just he's just doing his contracts thing that that's kind of different for me we have our relationship i'm happy to go ahead and do the work and get it sorted but you know the contracts guy is going to follow the contracts blame him it's a good way to, to get about doing it um but if you're on top of all of these things it makes a huge difference so let's just talk about getting paid on time specifically and the main thing is on invoice number one Right, so you submit your first invoice. If they're slow in any way, you, you it's like almost training them like a dog. You make a stink over that first one, right? You like, you know, like why? Hey, why? Why haven't we been paid on time? You're supposed to pay us by this date. You haven't paid us on, on this date. 
you know, the first one is that that's what we expect. You know, we, we, you want us to do work for you. Um, you, you know, you have to pay us on time. Cash flow is very important to us. Um, you've got to pay us what, what's happened. Have you got an issue internally? Is there something wrong with the way we submitted it? Please let us know. Make a stink over out of that first one. Because then they're like, we don't pay these guys in time. Here. Stink over. Right? And then they will. They will pay you in time. And then that's how you start getting to work. But from my experience, having worked on the dark side for most of my career, working inside those big, larger organizations, the quality of your submission is very, very important. Again, why you need to have someone in your business who's good at this, right? It needs to match up with the contract. So if you submit something that doesn't match with what's in your contract, it's, it's almost always going to be rejected because there's a guy on their side, and his job is very, very simply to go, right, they're claiming for this. What's the rate in the contract? The rate in the contract that. Okay, fine. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's approved. Right? So, remembering that that's what the guy on their side needs to do. You, if you don't do that, and you don't submit it in an easy way for him to do that, then he's going to reject it, or you're going to find yourself in these situations. So, make sure your submission is has a little summary page that summarizes, you know, everything is, is in compliance with the contract, the rates used in the contract, and make it easy whereas you know these guys are doing a lot so if you can make it so that they just look at the summary page rather than going into the details to see a summary okay it's all oh, it looks oh, okay the rates are in line with the contract fine they'll approve it and get it done so that's one way to do it you've got to make sure that there's your submission you, you need to understand from their point of view if it's not right they're going to get in trouble by their boss internally right if they approve something that is, and sometimes they have this, um, you know, there's delegation of authority within their business that it comes in, they provisionally approve it, and then it goes to his boss, who has the delegation authority to approve a certain amount of money, and that person, that as a boss, that person will then tick it off, right? So he's thinking to himself, I'm not sending something to my boss, he's going to turn around and, and grill me for why have I approved this, okay? So you got to remember that that's the process in, in their business, so you got to present it such a way. So make it easy for that first guy. Make it easy for the second guy to approve it. You got that switched on in your head. You got someone in your side who knows how to do that. It's going to make a really big difference um, to, to getting paid quickly. That's probably the main thing. And um, obviously, the other thing is when you're negotiating your contract in the first instance, make sure that you look at the payment terms. There's a couple of little tricks that they use all the time. So first is you want to get paid 20 business days or 30, 30 calendar days from when you submit your document. Right, not from end of month, not from when they submit their they they you submit the document, they assess it, then they submit uh, a payment certificate, and then there's 30 days, right? Because that process could be ages; it could take them ages to approve. It. So you got to look at the whole duration of the process, not just the 30 calendar days, and make sure you negotiate that you get paid exactly 30 calendar days from when you submit your uh, notice. You add up how long it's going to take them to assess it, how long it's going to take them to approve it, blah blah blah. It's generally all laid out there in, in that particular clause. So make sure you go and check out the payment terms. It makes a big difference. Uh, end of month is really annoying. So what can happen with end of month is end of month seems fair. But let's say you submit your invoice or your payment application on the 28th, 27th of the month. You submit it. Um, and then the contract says, oh, it's 30, it's 30 days end of month from when you get the payment certificate. So payment certificate doesn't come out until uh you know four days later or five days later the first of the next month so then, it's, so then it's the start of that month so then you've got to wait a whole month to end of month and then 30 days so it's actually 60 days you're waiting okay so bear that in mind as well 
right? Because you can you can be stung by those type of things. So that's your general way of you know making sure that you get paid quickly and on time and um, pushing them. But there's always an issue with when there's a problem, you know, like maybe they're going insolvent or some issue, right? And with that is with that issue, it is the squeaky wheel gets the oil. If they're going insolvent or they're slow to pay you. It's the person that's submitting the, the most documents, that's calling them most, and hey, why haven't we been paid? Why haven't we been paid? That is going to be paid for us. So do not go silent. Do not think that, oh, look, it's just going to work into the process and going to get paid. It's not. There's a guy on their side who's approving it or not approving it, or he's not been able to get to it. The the guy who goes, hey, like, you know, you're supposed to approve it by this time. You haven't done it. What's going on? Is there anything else I can do to give you some, uh, support? Sending that email. Or if, if they haven't done it, if you haven't been paid within the right time, sending in a notice of dispute. All of these things are very, very important to make sure that you get paid. It's essentially you're trying to train them into how to treat you, right? So if you let them push you around, you let them be slow in paying you, they will do it. If you take the other approach where you're like, oh, the, the, the day after I haven't been paid, I'm on top of it, right? And so that's a person in your business, hopefully, that is, that's their job. That's going to make a huge difference to your business, going to make a huge difference to how quickly you get paid, make a big difference to cash flow. If there's an incident where they're going to go insolvent for whatever reason, uh, and you're the guy who's loud when they're figuring out who they're going to pay and who they're not going to pay, they're going to pay you first because you're the loudest with all your documentation in order. Um, and that's the way to approach it. So think, not I'm not being contractual, I'm being professional. And ideally, if you can separate the roles from the project manager and the site supervisor, so that, hey, there looks they just they, they just handle all of that for us. So that's, don't blame me. I'm just here to get the job done. I know you're here, you're here to get the job done. Just let the contracts people sort out that sort of stuff, and and that's move forward. I don't want to get dragged into it. It's a great way to approach it. A great way to keep your relationship strong, and that makes a big difference. So um, that's everything for today. I'll see you in the next one.